Hello everyone, I'm Jill Bloom, publisher of Roofing Contractor, Walls and Ceilings and Building Enclosure. And I am so honored to be visiting today with Thea Dudley, the credit overlord. And really she's the owner of a company called Pocket Protectors. And she specializes in so many great things. And I'm, I really just am excited to ask you some questions, Thea, so you can hear your background. But first of all, welcome. And thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. This is great. I, I, you and I get along so well and have so many fun times together. This is really fun to be able to put it on, on a, a link like this. It is fun. So first I wanna ask you, Thea, tell me how did the name Credit Overlord come about? Because it sounds like there's a really cool story behind that. Cause I mean, I've never met anybody with a title who calls <laughs> themselves the Credit Overlord. <laughs> Well, it was one of those things that kind of just came about organically. We had a customer that really wanted credit and the salesman showed up and he's like, Thea, I don't want to give this guy credit, but I don't want to tell him. And I'm like, you don't even want to sell him COD? He's like, no, I just want to get away from him. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll take it. And you have to ask yourself, how bad does something have to be that a salesman doesn't want any of his business? So, you know, that I'm like, I got to meet this guy. So we went round and round a little bit. He put in his credit app, I went through it, told him, you know, tried to let him down easy, said, you know, this is, this is not going to happen. He called and said, well, you know, what, what's wrong? What's bothering you? And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's the fact that you have a history of failed businesses and unpaid bills and liens behind you that looks like a graveyard. But I'm, I'm, again, not going to try to bring that up. We went round and round about three times before he finally just lost it. And he said, you know, you're just sitting there deciding who gets credit and who doesn't like some big credit overlord. And then he threw in, you're worse than my divorce judge. And uh, I'm like, wow, she sounded really smart. So one and two, I love that credit overlord. It, it's kind of what you do. You do decide who, who gets credit and who doesn't. But it's like, buddy, it's not like I have a little wand that I sprinkle and it's what kind of mood I got in that day. It's, it's, this is your credit history and you know what it looks like. So it just kind of stuck. I read a, a book by Bradley Hartman called Behind Your Back. And he said, you should always have a title that people remember. I took it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, tell me, how did you get started in the construction industry or kind of more in roofing, it sounds like, but with contractors in general, how did you get started? Well, my dad was a general contractor. He was actually a subcontractor, doors and windows and, and interior trim. And so I would go on job sites with him, which I, I did not want to be there. I tried really hard to wreck everything that I possibly could because, you know, what 16-year-old girl wants to be on a job site with her dad? It was not this one. And I just kind of stuck. I ended up working for distributors and suppliers and it was, you know, a heavy roofing, insulation, drywall. And so that, I, I'm a firm believer that once you get in this industry, it's like a tar pit, you just never make it out. So I, I settled in and, you know, I, I like money. So it was a natural fit. So credit, you just became the credit overlord and <laughs> dealing with how to give, you know, help contractors give credit. So what, tell me, what is, what's the need for, uh, for financing in the contracting space? So re really in, in any construction trades? You know, it, the, the sad thing is contractors and, and they're the, I love contractors, but they're the worst at protecting themselves and collecting their money. And Every time a contract shows up, they're like, I got this contract and they don't dive into it and they don't 
They don't really look at it and read it. They don't make adjustments. They don't take care of their money like they're a bank. And if, if you're putting out goods or services and you are not collecting money up front, you are loaning money. So you're financing a project, whether it's a residential project, commercial, you know, whatever it is, they don't approach it that same way. And so even as a distributor, you know, I, I've got a little bit more bandwidth. I can make you sign a credit app and, and do what I want you to do in order to get you materials out the door. But as a contractor, you know, contractors kind of treat themselves like, hey, I'm just happy to get this job. And I'm really not looking behind that curtain to see if this guy's going to burn me, what they've done, have their projects all had liens on them, is their financing in place, and they don't dig deep enough. And then they don't usually come see somebody like me till they're, um, they're, they're really struggling and going, I, you know, I don't know what to do. It's like, well, honey, I don't know what to do for you either. Cause you wait until the 11th hour, <laughs> you know, you gotta get, you, you gotta get proactive processes in place. And for the next six months, you're, you're really going to look at if you don't have good credit and collection processes in place, the next six months are going to start really shifting, even though everybody says, wow, our industry is really good. We're making all this money. You know, we've got all these, this work out there. Um, not everybody is awesome with their money and not everybody is planning and not all those projects will be awesome. So you, that, that next six to nine months is going to be really critical if you don't have something in place. And, you know, that's, that's what I've really been focused on for most of my career is preaching to not only contractors, but, you know, suppliers as well. Cause it's, it's surprising to me how many suppliers just shoot from the hip. Well, why aren't, con why aren't more contractors offering finance programs and offering credits to their customers and potential projects? Well, you know, they, they do offer credit. They just don't realize it. What they do is they sign a contract. It's, and again, if you don't make the, the payments on it, or if you don't get the money up front, you are offering credit. So, you know, that's, that's very frustrating. And it's one of those things where if you, if you don't focus on what the details are, when the retention's coming through, when the payments, how you're supposed to bill, what you're supposed to bill, all of those things are going to kind of come back to bite you. And it's, even with homeowners, you know, homeowners are, are notorious. And if you're, my, my trifecta is usually lawyers, doctors, or any kind of clergy usually pay the worst. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things new that you and I were talking about last week was a payment portal. And you had a crazy story about um, a contractor who really needed a, a payment portal and the pitfall that they fell into. Uh, can you tell, can you just share that story and, and let's just talk about payment portals and how easy are they to set up and why does a contractor need to even think about that? Oh my gosh, payment portals are so easy to set up and there's you can kind of think of them like your insurance plan. There's good, better, best. And so you can go with one that's really basic and just captures the money out there. You can also go with one that has all the bells and whistles and does like the AR automation. It does presentation of statements and invoices and it'll apply cash for you. And so it'll do all kinds of things, but you can, you can start with your just very basic payment portal. And most banks offer those now. And it, it takes it, especially with COVID, it really kind of came to fruition where 
you've got that whole touchless security environment. So not only is it touchless and customers can put their own information in via credit card or their banking information, but then it also is much more secure and it takes the PCI compliancy piece off of, of the contractor. So, you know, um, I have some, some dear friends that own a insulation company and I do a lot of work with them. And in fact, I, I, for all intents and purposes, I work there all the time. So there's, they had about two years ago where their checks started going missing. And when you call the customer, they said, well, we mailed them and they got cashed. And then it turns out after a lot of digging and a lot of processing that there was some, some theft of the checks before they even came into the company. So somebody, I, I don't want to say the post office, but it was the guy at the post office that was intercepting those checks. And then they took it a step further and opened bank accounts in several states. I think it was North Carolina, Georgia, Maryland. They opened them using the company's credentials. The bank didn't do their due diligence. And so, you know, all totaled, it was just shy of half a million dollars that was, was taken. We clawed back all but $18,000 of it, but it took two years and it was a almost a full-time job trying to, to get that worked out. We filed um, claims with the uh, police department. We went to their bank. We went to all of the customers' banks because what the customers didn't understand is, well, we mailed the check. It's like, well, see, it didn't make it here. So technically you still owe us, even though the check was cashed, we don't have anybody named Audrey that works here. And they're certainly not an officer of the company. And even when we filed um, claims with the post office, they did an investigation. And at that point, right before they were gonna do something to who they thought they nailed it down to, that guy mysteriously got fired. And we didn't hear from anybody there for like a year. And then after a year, and we collected the majority of the money, then suddenly special agent, you know, finally got his act together called and at that point you're like you know I don't know who to trust there or not so we relied on ourselves but in the meantime we switched to a lockbox because everything was coming into the actual office so we switched to a lockbox while we got a payment portal in place and the, the beauty of the payment portal is it takes the post office completely out of it so the customer it goes the money goes right from the customer right to us. So that really makes a huge difference. It takes the float out of it. You, if the customer says I mailed the check, it's like, well, you're the payment portal's right there. You haven't done anything. It allows the customer to go in, you know, whether it's early in the morning after they put their kids to bed, um, we can pull down those, those reports, see who paid and it's automatically in our bank account now. So there is, there are so many benefits and it eliminated that whole postal situation but you know sometimes people don't realize or they'll say well it, it won't happen to me until they get burnt and that could have went really harsh we could have lost you know half a million dollars I mean how scary is that I guess it's really what I did the other day so I had my like I had to have an electrician come over and change out some lights for me and he sent me a text mm -hmm. and I put in my credit card I mean that's a payment portal right yep okay <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, that's, there's all, it, think of it like um, a lot of companies used to use Square and they just stick it on their phone and just, yeah. you can swipe it and you can still do that. But now there's, there's PayPal, there's, you know, there's all, all kinds of different levers that way. And then there's the payment portals and there's, 
um, I think Pure Finance has one that's that's very basic, or you can go right up to it. So there's all kinds of companies out there that that do them. And then you know your more robust version would be like your VersaPay, your Bill Trust, your your all of those kind. But everybody has the opportunity to go and research that. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges is you do have to put a little time and effort into finding it. And, and that's where I think a lot of people go off the rails. They just, they're like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Like, well, trust me, you would rather spend time doing that than chasing down every little $3,000 check that you had to, to go through. Cause it's not like you took this half a million and it was a hundred thousand and a hundred thousand. It was a, it was a ton of anywhere from $800 checks up to, you know, those $40,000 checks. So oh you're not talking about just three big buckets of money. You're talking about a ton of checks. And some companies had multiple checks for, you know, the retention piece or, or for the first part of an AIA billing. And it was a nightmare. I mean, it was a, it was a great experience to live through now that we can look back on it and, and talk about what we did. But at the time, it was very frustrating. And oh, I can't even imagine, especially if it took two years. It so, was, yeah, two, two years. I'm coloring my hair more now than ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm a contractor, how do I get started? What's the easiest way to get started to, to open up a payment portal? Contact your bank. Okay. And, and ask your bank, what do you have to offer? What resources do you have? What does your payment portal look like? And usually that's a good place to start. Well, that's easy enough. So do financing programs vary from state to state or is it just, is this just overall good advice for anybody? Overall good advice for anybody. That's, you know what, there's the, the also that comes with those payment portals is it also allows you if you want to do a surcharge on your credit card, the, the compliancy piece and all of that that usually stops people from taking that next step is all on whoever you have your payment portal with. So you don't actually house any of that information. You don't have to worry about protecting someone's banking info or, or their credit card info. That's all on whoever you're doing the portal through, which makes it super nice and easy. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm also excited to announce that you will be speaking at Best of Success with three other contractors <laughs> and working with you on credit. Uh, what can contractors look forward to hearing about uh, on this panel at Best of Success in September in Frisco, Texas? Oh, we have been kicking around. Um, we, we've kind of working title. We've kind of nicknamed it Contractors Credit and Cash Flow, and just talking about the different changes and how you approach it, and taking the the three different companies. So I, I really have to do a shout out to to John, Chris, and and Chuck from um, it was uh, Kincaid Roofing, Chinook Roofing, and Tech America. And, you know, just kind of, of going through what their processes were and how they used to view credit and what some just even with some small changes that you can make in those programs and how that impacts your cash flow and what worked for them and what didn't, what kept them from moving forward and what finally made them decide they needed to do something. And even at a larger company like with Chuck, there are nuances that you can put in place because the, the fallacy is everybody thinks, oh, you know, if you're big, you have a ton of money and you don't have to worry about it. And it's like, well, we have the same bills as everybody else. It's just on a different scale. Sure. So we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of conversation. And just so you know, the boys don't always agree with me. And so sometimes there's 
uh, there, there's a little pushback and they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. It's like, well, yeah, again, you don't have to do anything I tell you to do, but let me remind you, you paid me to tell you this. So, you know, it, you're, are you wasting your money? And two, you, you don't have to do this, but here's, here's what the consequences will be. And it's not an if, it's a when. Well, we know there's nothing more important than cash flow when it comes to you know your business, especially when you're in when you're a contractor. And so, say those names again. We've got Jeff, we've got Jeff. We we've got John from Chinook Roofing. Sorry, John. Okay. And Chris Kincaid from Kincaid Roofing. He's out of Lubbock. John's out of um, Seattle, the Seattle area. I forget the name of the the little town, but. Um, and then um, Chuck Chapman is at Tech America over in Phoenix. Yes, well, three incredible contractors in the industry that have that are doing all kinds of incredible things. And I truly am so excited for this panel at Best of Success, Thea. And thank you for uh, for being willing to take the time to put that all together and and just teach contractors about what's go what pitfalls they could fall into because clearly there's some very easy things that they can do to keep themselves out of trouble when it comes to credit, so. Oh, they could just read that contract to start. That always, you know, that, that's always a huge start. It's like, did you read this? Yeah, I'm like, no, you didn't. Because if you read it, we wouldn't be here. Well, we have a lot more that we're gonna be talking about and sharing with, with contractors in the industry to help them with their credit, uh, just to kind of give them some really good insight and some really great tips. So this is just the beginning with you, Thea, but thank you so much for your time today. We truly appreciate it. And if anybody has any questions, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, you can just go ahead and email me at Thea at creditoverlord.com. Um, or you can go out on the web. I write a credit advice column for LBM Journal. And you can go to my website, Pocket Protectors. Oh, that's awesome. Sounds great. Well, thank you for everybody for watching. And if you have any questions for us, you can uh, reach us at roofingcontractor.com or wconline.com. And we look forward to hopefully seeing everybody in Frisco, Texas for Best of Success face-to-face -face in September. So you can hear Thea and some contractors live in person and hear about some great, uh, great advice. And please, everyone stay safe and healthy and we look forward to seeing you next time.